Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about encouraging diversity with the help of special guest Nicole Warren of Crossroads Contracting in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. I am Tim Fowler. I'm your host along with Steve Wheeler. And we're excited to have another episode today. Keep those ideas coming in. We'd love to hear from you. And we love to cover topics that you think are important. And uh, we'll try to get them on as soon as we can. So there's a lot of different kinds of diversity in the world. And uh, we've been exploring the role of women in construction. We've dabbled a little bit in the racial diversity. We hope to do a little bit more uh, with that. And what I'm seeing is that it's super critical as our world changes that we all change and embrace everybody as a potential viable workforce. So what this means in many, many cases is that we contractors and in in light of today's show, particularly males, we have to reach across traditional barriers and invite people into our world. We already have a shortage of skilled carpenters, and we know they don't just grow on trees. So reaching out is really, really important. So today we have another woman uh, that has made the jump from traditional roles to the world of carpentry. Now you may be thinking, wow, Tim, you sure have a lot of women on the show. (laughs) Well, I think the reason is, is that everybody brings a very unique perspective and a unique view of the world. And I guess my hope is that we can showcase as many women carpenters and hands-on project managers as possible. And that maybe, maybe it will help us broaden our view of the workforce. I met our guest at JLC Live Show in Providence, and she's nice enough to come on the show with us today. So Steve, let's get started. Okay, so Nicole Warren is a carpenter for Crossroads Contracting located in Londonderry, New Hampshire. She's been a carpenter with the company for less than a year, but was working with her father as a lead carpenter for three years, been working on and off with her father since she was 18 years old. The company was founded by a woman named Jam Jacome in 1982, and the ownership was transferred to two individuals that have been with the company for over 30 years. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, this is going to be so great. So give us just a little bit more about Crossroads uh, contracting. What what style of company is it? Uh, do the do you do all in house production or how does the production work? Uh, so Crossroads is an award winning firm in Southern New Hampshire that specializes in additions, kitchens, and everything in between. Uh, we sub out some of the work. Um, we basically have carpenters and we do all the carpentry ourselves and we'll sub out some of the other stuff. Okay. So that's kind of a traditional remodeling company from the world that, that we see. All right. So let's just jump right into the subject matter here. And so 
Give us a little bit of an idea of how you got into this typically male dominated world of carpentry. So, like you said, uh, my father is a carpenter. I mean, he's been a carpenter my whole life. That's all he's ever done, as far as I know. Um, so, I mean, it's in my blood, really. We've, I've been helping him here and there since I was a kid, you know. So, I've been able is to. He, touch- is, he, is he self-employed or does he work for somebody else? He works here at Crossroads. He works at Crossroads. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. I really were, I work directly with him almost on the daily basis. We're a really great team together. So yeah, that worked, that works out really well. Now, before the show, we were talking a little bit about what were you doing before uh, you got into carpentry? Cause again, when I read your bio, I said, wow, only a year actually in the carpentry field. And I knew you hadn't just graduated high school. So <laughs> What, what did you do before you got into this world of carpentry? So uh, when I was younger, uh, I got into the uh, cooking industry. Uh, so I started, you know, washing dishes when I was young and I worked my way all the way up to a sous chef. Um, I, my last job in the kitchen, uh, I worked for a, a very high-end golf course down in Tingsboro. So it was very ritzy and very high, high clientele. Uh, so you learn to, you know, work with people with high expectations, you know? Wow. Doing, yeah. And then from there, uh, I, <clears throat> I had my son in 2018. So the cooking industry, the hours and stuff really weren't family friendly. So I kind of had to figure something else out at that point. So I, uh, I got into excavation, um, and I actually started in, in, a, in a hole with a shovel, you know, digging dirt. And I worked my way all the way up to foreman and a heavy equipment operator. So I can run excavators, uh, loaders, dozers, any, any piece of heavy equipment um, I'm really acclimated in, too. So, Nicole, that's an incredible transition. Can you just kind of walk us through, like, that decision? Like, how did you get to the excavator part. Was it, you saw a job, your dad said, Hey, this may be a little more sensible with a child. You know, how, how did you get there? Cause that's, that's oh, quite a leap. It, it's funny. It was another, you know, um, who, you know, uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time owned a company. Um, I, it was exactly that. I was like, I need something Monday to Friday. And he was like, come on in. I'll, I'll put you right to work. So I had never even driven a pickup truck at that time. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, I, he just started me at the bottom and I just have really great work, work ethic. And, uh, I worked my way all the way past the guys and just was running the jobs at, at the end. So that was great. I loved it. I, you know, I can, I can do, you know, hardscapes so I can build patios, retaining walls. I can do, any type of dirt work, you know, foundation drains, if, you know, your basement's leaking or I have all that type of experience also. Well, like I said in the introduction, everybody's story is unique and this is very unique. So (laughs) maybe, maybe take it one step further. Why did you move to carpentry then? This seemed to be, that seemed to be going pretty well. What was the, what was the impetus to make your, your move into the carpentry world? It was more or less, uh, you know, my, it, I wasn't, it was tough working with, uh, 
one person in particular at that company. So I kind of had to part ways, you know, respectfully, but I learned so much there and I'll never, you know, I'll never have anything bad to say about, about that whatsoever, because it was really great experience for sure. Now does, does Crossroads ever make noises about you getting in there and digging foundations and stuff like that? That would be, that's kind of what happened to me when I was, when I first was in construction, somebody came to me and said, don't tell them you can paint or you'll be painting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if they ever needed me to, you know, do that for them, I would be glad and happy right, to. Right. It hasn't come up yet, though. So, I mean, your experience is fantastic for this conversation because, you know, excavation and uh, cooking, chefery, if you will, are <laughs> very male, male dominated worlds. And uh, I mean, maybe some of the most dominated. And so what were there any challenges for you just to kind of step outside of what we we would call traditional gender stereotypes like women do this and men do this? Anything about that that was challenging for you to make those moves? For me personally, no, just because of uh, who I am, really. I I feel like I gravitate more towards those type of jobs rather than putting on business work attire and getting into an office. It's just not my style. Yeah. So yeah. for me is very easy um, to, to just, you know, fit in almost. So that's, that's very much like a lot of men. Uh, they don't want to go to an office. They don't want to, you know, be in that sort of, you know, clean <laughs> environment all the time. They want to be building something, want to be crafting something. And so that's, that's very similar in terms of the, um, in terms of genders. So I guess what, you know, like a lot of the women guests that we've had on, one of the main questions that I'm interested in is that is how do we break down the barriers to more women coming into this trade? Because I think in general, women do gravitate toward those other types of jobs. And so I guess the question is like, what are some of those uh, barriers that you think are there and how can we as an industry kind of break those down? I feel like if, you know, a woman wants to get into carpentry, she's going to. So I feel like it's, it's more on us as women wanting to be there more than you guys letting us in, you know, it's more like, if if a woman wants to work with her hands, then she's going to find a way to get a job and, and be there rather like just having a company, just saying we don't discriminate is more than enough to me. You know, I don't think there's really much you guys need to change rather than just accepting that if a woman wants to work with her hands and she's going to. Okay. I want to just jump in there. Um, what I see is like a, a mixture of the two worlds coming together is you have uh, women that want to work with their hands, work in this male dominated field, let it be construction, ex- excavation. But you also had uh, your dad who never saw gender as an issue and invited you when you were 18 to come on board. And then you had the, uh, the boyfriend uh, say, hey, you want to work, come to work for us. You know, I mean, it was never, it was the opportunity met with the ambition. And so 
I think we're working on both sides. Right. To get the awareness on the opportunity side and the awareness on the ambition side. So it's interesting to try to find the two directions on those paths, you know, how we make aware and, and give people the opportunity. I agree. I think you need both a hundred percent. So, yeah, I think this, this speaks to the, the comment that I made in the introduction about reaching out and really um, making the opportunities available. And I think that's a good point, Steve, where Nicole had these opportunities available to her where she didn't have to fight uh, yeah, yeah. to do something that she wanted to do. And I think that's a great lesson for all of us. And that is to reach out and, and, and make these recommendations. I remember one of the other women from Washington who was sitting at a softball game and sitting next to the owner of a business and the owner's or the wife of the owners. And, and she just said like, Hey, how'd you like to come work for us? In other words, make it available. And I think that's, that's part of the thing that we have to do uh, in this world to make it available to anybody. Exactly. I agree. Okay, great. So um, one of the other women that we had on way back when we first started the podcast, one of the points that they brought out that surprised me that I didn't, you know, personally, understand before that was just the difficulty of safety equipment and clothing and things like that are typically geared to a male audience. Have you had any challenges like that where, um, you know, just trying to make, trying to fit into that aspect of our, of our world? I mean, other than just, you know, everything pink, not really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't want pink gloves, you know, I don't need a pink hammer. But uh, other than that, for me, not really. I've always felt a little more comfortable in, you know, men's attire, especially okay. doing this type of work. It's just geared more in that direction. And I feel comfortable in it. So it, for me, I haven't had any issues. But, you know, some some women like their clothes a little more form fitting. And I'm sure that they do find difficulty finding appropriate gear that also could withstand working in every day. Um, yeah. but personally, I, I just, you know, I wear what's available. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it works good. for me. It works uh, for me, but I think tool belts were one that was brought up that are different. And I know when you go shop, uh, women's backpacks and men's backpacks, they're, they differ a little bit on the size. So I don't know if you've had any issues with that, with the tool belts or anything like that. Not personally. No. I mean, other than my waistline, I mean, my waistline is probably a little thinner than the typical male. So sometimes, (laughs) sometimes all the way tight is still not tight enough for me. But other than that, it, it's, it seems to work out just fine for me. Cool. That's That's really cool. So any, are there any other ways, I guess the subtlety of it, like maybe this is just a, an internal acknowledgement on my part, but that I think there are subtle things both in gender uh, roles as well as racial roles that I don't even know sometimes that I might be projecting an image that is unwelcoming to somebody. And so is there anything like that that you could, that you've thought of that is a little more subtle? It's not overt. People aren't saying, no, you can't do this, but there's just those things that might happen. Uh, maybe I, I know Crossroads is a great company. I'm sure they're very accepting there, and that's not 
an, an issue, but maybe in the excavation world or maybe uh, in the chef world, little things that we do that if we could not do them, it might make it a little more welcoming for women. Uh, really just the uh, shock, I, I, I'd say, of guys or even the homeowner or whoever, just seeing a woman come on the job a lot of times, they're just like, whoa, you're going to you're going to help. <laughs> like yes i'm here to work just like and then maybe else. and and going along with that maybe just like too many questions like right because I, mean, I could because i could see myself as a homeowner just going like oh tell me about your your life you know because this is unusual you know i want to talk to you about this and that might be a little off-putting as well yeah sometimes you know what honestly more off-putting for me is uh we, I had this one guy working with me and he just always called me darling. Darling, would you get me this? Darling, would you get me that? And I'm like, okay, enough, enough of the darling. Right, uh, right. He doesn't work with us anymore though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, but just think, I mean, that's one of those things that, yeah, you know, probably in a childhood or something like that, that's just the way he, talk to women and Agreed. without it understanding that it could be a difficult, a difficult thing for some women. Right. It really is not derogatory, but it's like, right. mm, I don't hear you calling any of the other guys, darling. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think those are the kinds of things that we have to watch out for because there's very, I mean, I know there are things that I'll, I'll say to, to people that may be like that, that are really not offensive terms, but maybe I have to be careful because of who the other person is and, and the role that they play. And if I may ask a question, it's just oh. whose responsibility? You know, I mean, there's certain things that I've learned as a manager, former business owner. You can't prepare enough for what comes around the corner. Certain employees will do things. And I go, I can't imagine a, that somebody would do that or B, that I could ever think up a process that would avoid that ever happening. Right. So the thought that somebody would, you know, say, darling, is, you know, it's it's a bit uh, you know, shocking. But you go, how could we have avoided that? How can we avoid that? I mean, so what can we tell our employees? What you know, what processes can be put in place? You know, without you know, stating the obvious, you, you know, if you're not going to call Jake and Jimmy darling and let's not say it to Nicole. Right. So, right. It's really just, uh, treating everyone equal, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I show up to work just the same as, you know, all the guys show up to work, you know, I show up with my tool belt ready to go. So, yeah. And that's, that's a big part of this is just, you know, things that we, we don't think we need to tell people, but I don't know if there's different things in our employee manual or, other things that we need to do, but it, it seems obvious, right? It's, but, it's hard. But, I mean, ha to point that out specifically, it'd be, it'd be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to anticipate everybody's background and what they might bring up. I think, yeah. I think the bigger point is just uh, helping people realize that these things are there and that if someone brings it to your attention, be sensitive to that and be aware that, you know, that's not uh, appropriate. So so I, I, I guess going along with that, is there a gender neutral term for craftsmen? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't, there doesn't need to be in my opinion. Okay. 
Yeah, I just was wondering about that the other day and I put it in my nose just to ask because I I think it might be, you know, that man thing kind of fits in there. So as we're kind of, this has been really cool. I love this conversation, but we're going to wrap it up. Um, Are there any suggestions you have for contractors uh, about like attracting more women to come into the trades? Some some things maybe that, that we could be actively doing that would help uh, bring more women or more people as well into the trades? Uh, really my, you know, one of my only suggestions is just putting yourself out there as non-discriminatory, you know, just, just putting it right out there. Be like, we do not discriminate. You know, if you have an, if you have an ad out for employees, you just put it right in there. Like anyone's welcome. That's willing to work hard, you know, and that could translate to women, to minorities, to really anyone that's not a white male. Right. You know, I think one of the other things that really kind of sets people off is this idea that you you have to have five years. We're looking for somebody with five years experience. Well, you know what? There just aren't that many women that have five years experience. There are some, but there's just not that many. And I'm sure that sets people off as well. So rewording the way we approach the the world and the marketing, if you will, the advertising for help, you know, getting rid of some of those things that would definitely preclude many, many women from even right. looking at it because, you know, I just haven't been in the trades that long. And maybe 15 years from now, maybe we can, you know, that will be a lot more inclusive. Agreed. Nicole. One thing I'm amazed is just your confidence just comes through the screen to us uh, and, and will to the listeners confidence as yourself, as a person and somebody that can just step in pretty much any situation and get the yep. job done. And that's, that's really important. And, and others may not have that. So, you know, just to reflect back to the, the darling comment can deter, <laughs> could deter people. And that's yeah. unfortunate. And so you know, really want to keep grinding and we do it every episode that we have uh, women on in, in construction and just to the men out there, let's, you know, continue to be better, but also you as a female carpenter, do you, uh, do you promote uh, this to, do you speak at schools? Do you speak in uh, organizations? Is it something, you know, that, looked at as important to spread the word to uh, young girls out there uh, that carpentry is an option. Is it something you do or have thought that you want to do? Uh, totally. Uh, like, I mean, any, every day that I, you know, go home from work, I'm, I'm in work attire, uh, you know? So when I go pick up my son from daycare, it's obvious that I do something with my hands, whether they know exactly <laughs> what it is or not, but, you know, people will ask, Oh, what do you do? And of course I'll inform them immediately, you know, Oh, I'm a carpenter and we're doing a remodel right now, you know, and I'll just, I will totally, anyone that wants to know, I'll let them know for sure. It's That's not awesome. something I'm trying to hide whatsoever. No. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'd be a great, great. If you had uh, an opportunity to go in, like maybe as you're, son gets a little older to get into the classroom every now and then and speak to the whole class about the great opportunities in carpentry and construction and the opportunities that are there. I think you would provide an amazing voice that would allow um, everyone to see the possibilities. That's actually a great idea. I wouldn't mind that at all, especially 
you know, for all the young girls out there, just to let them know that it's an option, whether it's something that interests them or not. Yeah. Well, Nicole, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of the middle of your day uh, to to talk with us. And uh, as Steve mentioned, I appreciate your spirit, your confidence. Uh, You've certainly done some great things in this world. And uh, hopefully this will reach out to a lot of folks and give some folks ideas about how to reach out to more and more women for the trades. And and before we jump off, I just want to say this is the first I've heard of, but Maybe we can hear of another uh, father-daughter carpentry team. Yeah. You know, see what else is out there, because that's yeah. pretty awesome, too. Yeah. yeah we, and that could be a second podcast. There we go. There we go. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks. Take care. Tim, once again, I uh, am consistently blown away when we do these, uh, cover these topics of, of diversity and especially with this one with women in construction and, and women in uh, as a carpenter, uh, specifically Nicole at Crossroads and just blown away by her uh, confidence and, you know, going from uh, being a chef working in the restaurant world to excavation, which is just an awesome transition to go into carpentry because like one thing that I thought was so cool. I wrote down in the beginning is we have a couple of remodelers in our roundtables program that came from the hotel world. Right. And so they provide this incredible, uh, you know, experience for the uh, client that was brought on by the service industry. Right. And so she got the, that, to see that on a high end, you know, restaurant and then go into excavation and what better to have your person framing your house that knows about foundations, tearing <laughs> things up and things like that. So it's like, it's like the perfect experience. Uh, yeah. So she's a big value to Crossroads, I can imagine. So I just want to emphasize one main thing and it, it wasn't really, said so much as it was just all through the whole uh, conversation with Nicole. And that was the idea that she was invited in to the trades by somebody. And I've talked about it over and over again, but I, I don't think we put enough emphasis on going out and inviting people to come in because I think we sit around waiting for people to answer our ad versus being very, very proactive and get out there and say, all right, like, hey, how would you like to be a carpenter? No matter who they are, no matter who they are and invite them in and be willing to train them, be willing to give them that opportunity. And if it's until we do that, I don't think we're going to get the workforce that we really need uh, in this world. So uh, we talked a lot about gender and some of the differences and challenges that are there. But I think what I got most out of this is the need to get out there and invite people in to learning this trade. Yeah. Yeah. And her dad being a carpenter, but also uh, the other person just saying, Hey, you, you want a job? Yeah. You know, that he didn't see anything, but a person that was willing to work. Yes, definitely. And that's important. So, All right. Well, this was really fantastic. And I want to thank Nicole Warren for joining us today. And we want to thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, as this is obviously showing, we're working hard to eliminate, ah, it is what it is, from your vocabulary. 
This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast-track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.